Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Coffee and Football, presented by BKCW. I'm your host, Blake Monroe, where I'm joined each and every morning by Bobby Burton and Jerry Hamilton, both of On3 and Inside Texas. And guys, it's game day. We never get to say that on Coffee and Football. Everybody tell us where you're checking in from today. This is a big day. Biggest day for Texas football. I mean, everybody's going to say since last week, no, 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 no. It's been a while. (laughs) <laughs> it is crazy. We never get to say that it's game day here on Coffee and Football, but it is game day. Number seven, Texas, uh, hosting the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And guys, couldn't be more excited. I know y'all are both pumped uh, for today. Y'all got lots of stuff happening right here on On Texas Football today. And Bobby, what do you hope? I mean, besides a win, what are you hoping to see today? Well, first, I want to see Oklahoma go down to, at the hands of TCU. <laughs> That, that happens at 11 against Fox. Uh, that means that this game, uh, if that happens, Texas is in the Big 12 championship uh, period. Uh, against yeah, wait, 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 wait. Does that mean Art, Kendall, and Levy get a picture at mid, uh, midfield after the game together? Oh, I think that would be – that may be Jeff Levy's final uh, final game uh, there. Uh, but, hey, I, I, and it is a bit of a Bryles family reunion given that both offensive coordinators – that's going to be interesting. How well are they going to defend one another? That that may give uh, people some insight. They spent all week changing their signs for this game, not preparing for the game. <laughs> well, that's what I'm looking. Hey, guys, you asked me what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for first. Um, after that, it's all about the Longhorns, guys. Six thirty tonight, ABC prime time. Friday night uh, under the lights at DKR. Um, you know, I'm ready. Uh, I think that uh, Texas fans are as well. Hopefully the Longhorn football team feels similarly and woke up in a uh, a mood today. Uh, but uh, Longhorns, I, with everything to play for right now, guys. Every, I mean, I, I wrote it this morning on Inside Texas. Uh, this team has not only a chance to go and win the Big 12 championship, which is what they were favored to do this season. And they can get there with a win or a loss today, most likely. Okay, but, you know, we thought me and me and Jerry, we all predicted 10 and two in the in the conference championship game. That's all in front of them. Okay, but they win tonight. They win next week. They start going in that other realm of longtime Texas teams, immortality type stuff that every Texas fan will remember 2023 and. This is what Jalen Ford talked about um, at the start of the season. We want to make our own memories. Well, damn it, here's your opportunity. Well, and here's the here's one time I don't want to be right. I predicted ten and two. I Hell yes, <laughs> I don't want to be right tomorrow morning. I don't want that to be the com in the comment section at all. I, well, I want everybody to say you were wrong. Uh, so, and you know, that's never what you want to hear, but you want to hear that tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm okay with uh, with it being wrong. So that's that's how it is. Hey, uh, we have a, a good show today, Blake. Uh, Blake lined up a couple of guests. Don Williams from the Lubbock Avalanche Journal is expected to be with us. We haven't heard back from him quite yet, uh, but he was supposed to come on around 8.15, so we'll see if he does show up. And then, Blake, tell us how you got Kat Osterman, the Texas softball pitcher, that Olympian, you know, some say maybe the best uh, softball player ever for the University of Texas. I think she is. She's definitely the one that uh, – is the face of that program or has been for decades. How did you even get her to come on with us? 
Yeah, no doubt. So, I, you know, when we first started doing this whole ordeal, I reached out to her, started talking to her a little bit. Well, I actually sent it to her old, like, team address. And uh, an email she does not check for months, <laughs> apparently. And she just randomly, I completely forgot I even emailed her uh, when we when we first started doing this. I mean, that's been months and months ago. Um, and so just out of the blue the other day, she emailed back that she'd love to come on, that she was so sorry she never checks that email address anymore. And she just happened to check it. And so, you know, the rest of history, and she'll be joining us here in hopefully about 15 minutes. Uh, Tim, yeah, I do, I'm so excited about this. I can't even tell you. I got some I, I got some great questions lined up for her comment section. <laughs> well, I, I, I've got to say this about Kat Osterman. So y'all know I'm an Astros fan, right? And uh, I went to the Astros World Series game against the Dodgers back, I guess it was, was that 2017? And it was game three in the, or in the, in the, the juice box. And sitting right in front of me was Kat Osterman and her, her whole family. Literally, they were the next row in front of me. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is a different. Uh, she doesn't remember me, I'm sure. But uh, I sat there and looked at her braided hair down the backside for the entire the entire evening. Uh, that was a big win for the long, or for the Astros, by the way. And she was uh, celebrating. Whoa. She's a huge, huge sports fan, guys. Like huge. She'll be at the game this yep. uh, later today too, Blake. Yes, you will. And so speaking of that, Bobby, one thing I wanted to bring up, you, you talked about Texas being 11-1 and one, uh, with a win today, of course, and clinching the Big 12 title. But there's also a couple of other scenarios that we've already been getting some questions about. And one of those, I think the main one is Kansas State just winning. Is that correct? Yes. All Kansas. If Kansas State wins, Texas is the number two seed uh, or number one seed, depending on how you look at it. But yes. All right. There you go. So. And by, right, by the way, by the way I don't think any of us think Oklahoma State's losing to BYU. I would not suspect that. Not not at home. But but, but hey, BYU, Oklahoma State, okay, and can and uh, Kansas State, Iowa State don't play till tomorrow. Right. The difference is OU plays this morning at eleven on Fox, yeah. um, and so we'll know that even before Texas kicks. Uh, I would not, you know, I if I'm Texas, I would not be. Uh, hoping for uh, anything uh, other than focused on my own game. Uh, in some ways, I think that not clinching last week actually was a positive for Texas uh, today. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, Longhorns absolutely, guys, need to take this one and, and uh, go take care of business. Uh, really need to stop the tech run game, limit the screen game. Uh, they do that uh, and then score some points. Uh, it could be a look. We talked about it, Jerry. I mean, people point to certain teams in Texas history. And this might that they're on the cusp of that. I mean, y'all realize that, right? Yeah. I mean, they're on the cusp of they beat Alabama double digits in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. I mean, th think about it that way, right? I mean, they they went on the road and and lost a heartbreaker to OU in the Cotton Bowl, only to come back and win. What what are they now? Five straight wins yep. uh, two of which their starting quarterback was out uh one of which they lost their bell cow running back right tackle was out yeah they're they're they Five are out <laughs> yeah they are with whole withstanding some uh some punches and getting up off the mat and and punching back punching back uh, so so. some people are asking about dylan gabriel some people are saying he's already been ruled out i have not heard that i don't wow. know um you know we'll Ooh. see we'll see on that uh but uh 
That would be interesting because that would be Jackson Arnold's first start of his career. He, he did not look good last week, by the way. No. He did not look good in, in repla- when he replaced uh, Gabriel in the second half. Um, so their hopes and dreams of him being an immediate replacement, I, I think he'll be okay because he'll, he'll have a he'll have taken all these first-team reps during practice this week. But it's a short week for them too, Jerry. Yep. I mean, that, don't forget about that. That'll have an effect on a new, new quarterback as well. So somebody was asking, uh, uh, somebody was asking my score prediction. I went 37-24 Texas. I went 27-20 Texas. I think I think Tech is a lot like TCU guys. That's that's my reasonable approximation. Uh, they have a relatively young quarterback. They have a good running game at times, um, and you know they have a a offense that can throw the ball around if they need to. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of my thought process. All right, guys. Well, plenty of time to get your questions in right here on Coffee and Football presented by BKCW. And, Bobby, a question that we've had all week long, and I think you may even know where I'm going with this. Ekim says, that has the officiating crew been announced yet? I don't know. And I they have not forwarded me. The Texas Sports Information usually forwards everybody the pregame stuff at the morning of a game. They have not. Let me check my email, guys. I'm sorry. And I hate to do this while everybody's watching. So somebody on the I do internet, not have it. I do not have it yet. Somebody on the internet was saying Kevin Mars crew was it, but we haven't confirmed that yet. I guess we'll see. Time will tell. I mean, it's well, it would only be fitting. <laughs> <laughs> it really would. <laughs> it and really would. So hey, Jerry, uh, Blake, uh, you guys have a good Thanksgiving. I hope everybody out there. Oh have a man. Good Look, I got my afternoon nap, so I had a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's all I got to say. That's that's my uh, that's my Thanksgiving uh, uh, ritual, I would say, is, is an afternoon nap. So, yes, I did. And I almost took another one watching the first half of the Mississippi State Ole Miss game. Oh. Uh, so I wasn't I wasn't sure who's was going to fall asleep first, me or Lane Kiffin on the sideline. Uh, <laughs> Ole Miss did pull that one out 17 um, seven. Yeah. So we have a lot going on there. Um, obviously, we have Texas A&M coaching search. Uh, I think that will have some clarity. I would think news will start trickling out Sunday. We'll see if they can get it to Tuesday before it's announced. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think that news will probably start trickling out late late weekend. I don't think it holds. Those things never hold. So uh, we'll have that coming up too. Then we have the uh, you know look we have portal opening December fourth. Um, so there's going to be a lot of rumors with portal. Uh, but when you get a week out, Bobby, tons of rumors about portal. Who's leaving your team? Who's leaving other teams? Um, so somebody's asking, has there been a Xavier Phil same update? I don't know if he's going to be at the game today. Look, I mean, here's the reality. Um, he's not, he's not, we, I, we've been saying there was a chance he was going to go to visit Texas. Uh, and I said, Hey, it doesn't have to be a weekend visit. They did get down there midweek. Obviously we, uh, uh, we broke that news after the visit. I don't know. I do know this as of Wednesday, they were trying, they were not trying, they were looking at him and the father get being at the game today, then flying to Gainesville uh, or Orlando tomorrow morning because Florida, Florida State doesn't kick till six. But I have not heard if that's actually going to happen or not. I I don't think we'll know. Probably. I mean, maybe maybe we catch a little wind of it, but it wouldn't shock me if he was there. That nobody knows about it until they see him there. 
All right, guys. Well, we got uh, plenty of questions that are coming in, lots of super chats. But before we get to those, Bobby, I'm going to let you tell everybody out there about BKCW. Yeah, with BKCW, it's a business insurance company that uh, really does a great job. They focus on something called the insurance trap. That's when uh, you know your your insurance company for a business doesn't actually get their work done. And, and what I mean by that is they just come to you at the very end of the season uh, and say, "Hey, let's let's." Uh, Let's work together to figure out the next year. Well, BKCW does a little something more, guys. What they try to do, uh, Blake and Jerry and, and guys, is they actually take you through a process all year long and keep you updated with what's going on. Operating out of their headquarters in Austin, Texas, and owned by a UT grad, BKCW uses a five-step process to identify your business's weak spots, design a plan, execute it, and then monitor your situation throughout the year so that you can lower your insurance costs and effectively manage your company's risk. Go to BKCW or send an email to info at BKCW to get started with a free risk assessment or claims audit and escape the insurance trap. Uh, if Even if you're just looking for a second rate, you want to try them uh, to give them a chance to earn your business. That's BKCW.com or email them at info at bkcw.com. All right, guys. Well, like I said, we got plenty of questions that are already rolling in. We got some super chats. Uh, and so let's start here with this one from Darkboard. Darkboard says, what was the better hit against Texas Tech? Masher on Carlos Francis or Bracken's giving CTE to that poor Tech kicker? I would go with Bracken's. I mean, I was there for both of them. And I and both of them sounded like a train wreck <laughs> i think we're i think we're missing number one quandre on the homes i that was that that changed that game i mean Kendall on, Kendall game. On, sergio on pots was pretty yeah, good i was gonna say that one there's been yeah. four that I, that I can really recall that were like whoa yeah <laughs> brackens though man i mean i'm just telling you that sounded you heard two hits on the brackens one you heard the pow on him and then you heard the kicker hitting the ground because he he basically bounced off the ground like a rubber ball because he was hit, hit so hard. He like boom, boom. It was like a c concussive blow. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Carlos Francis though went into next week. I mean, yeah. Nathan Basher blew him up. Oh man, those are I watched all four of those actually. Plus <laughs> a couple of others. You know, Quandre's was probably the most surprising, right? Yeah. Like you didn't expect yeah. Quandre Diggs to be in the backfield popping a or right at the line of scrimmage, popping a quarterback um, on a what was a run play, essentially. Uh, and Quandre, you know, is not exactly the biggest guy, and Mahomes is much bigger than Quandre at that point in their careers. Carlos Francis was a little guy on a little guy, Nate Vasher and him. But uh, and, and Sergio Kendall had a full head of steam. I, I, the, the Quandre was the, probably the most surprising one that ended up that way because of his size. But I'm just telling you, having seen two of those, uh, three of those four in person, I would go with with Tony Brackens. I mean, that that's one of the top five I've ever heard at DKR. Still, the the biggest hit I've ever heard at DKR ever is Texas is Bryant Westbrook on Notre Dame against Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. against Randy Kinder. When I when that hit happened, guys, I think people legitimately there. There was not a sound in the crowd afterwards. It was like, did he just kill him? Yeah. I mean, it was 
I mean, it was that serious because, I mean, he just unloaded on an option pitch. And, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we're going to do one more super chat before we bring Cat in. Uh, and Tub in Texas says, recovering from the turkey coma, Texas by 21. Mm. We can only hope. <laughs> all right. That'll be a good, good post-game show if that's the case. <laughs> that's all I can say, Blake and, and Jerry. If, that, if, that's, if, that, if that's what's occurring, that would be awesome. All right, guys. Well, and by the way, thank you, Tub in Texas, for the super chat. I'm going to bring in Kat Osterman here, who needs no introduction. But, Kat, how are you doing this morning? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Hey, hey, you're the first person on the show that we ever look at behind you on the wall, and it's Olympic jerseys, medals. So, you're, hey, look, you're a first. So let's get that out of the way. <laughs> Some, someone called you the first lady of Texas sports. What do you think of that moniker? Oh, I like that's a pretty cool title. I yeah. take that. <laughs> hey, Kat, I had to ask you, what do you, we, let's get it going here. Uh, obviously, you need no introduction. One of the greatest softball players of all time, multiple, multiple time Olympian uh, representing the United States. Uh, what are you up to these days? Let people know what you're doing. Yeah. So um, my husband and I reside in New Braunfels now. Um, I have an eight month old, almost nine month that I run around after every day. So, um, kind of living the stay-at-home mom life, but at the same time still working. So I um, help coach a travel team here out of New Braunfels called the Texas Bombers. Um, actually coached probably four, I think it's three or four right now of our Texas softball players um, in the last two years, which has been really fun to get them ready for that next level. Um, and then obviously springtime rolls around. You guys can hear me on Longhorn Network. Um, hoping after this year that I stay on with ESPN as we transition to the SEC and um other than that, I do a couple, you know, I coordinate some camps here and there for a couple different softball organizations. So um, just stay busy doing a bunch of part-time jobs, so to speak, but um, all still in the softball world and obviously getting to Austin as much as I can. Mike White's team uh, in, in his uh, group in Austin. Uh, Kat, what do you think of the direction of the softball program right now? Uh, they, they've had, they made a run in the World Series a couple years ago, came up short last year. But they have this juggernaut in Oklahoma that is just, I mean, they are crazy good in softball and have been for a long period of time. How do you see Texas softball right now and where it fits in in the, the national landscape? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the fortunate for the sport, but unfortunate for us as Texas is like everyone's chasing Oklahoma. It's not just us. Um, so they do have an incredible program. Um, it'll be interesting to see as they go into the SEC what's going to happen because they'll graduate seven to eight really impactful players this year. Um, so they're going to have to replace quite a bit that first year in the SEC, where I think Coach White and Coach Singleton have done a great job where our junior class going in the SEC is going to be last year's freshmen who were studs. I mean, that was, a, a I think there were five of them, and all of them played key parts in the season. So, um, you know, they made that run with Haley Dulcini to the World Series, which they found her, or I shouldn't say found her, but they, they got her out of the transfer portal at semester, um, and that her arm was what they needed to complete that that. Um, roster at the time. So they were young last year. And I think the freshman class got a taste of what it's like to get almost to the World Series to where that motivates you to keep going. Um, but I really think they've done a great job recruiting. Um, the class they just signed is small only because they didn't need a whole lot um, because of the impactful players they have as sophomores right now. And, um, you know, I get to follow who commits behind them and that the 25 class they just got verbal commitments from it, that's going to be a pretty big class. So when we have 
uh, the Fab Five from last year as freshmen or as juniors, and then that incoming class as freshmen going to the SEC. I think um, they're heading in the right direction. So it's exciting to see. And you know, as an alum, it's exciting to have Texas in the conversation in the top twenty-five, top ten, week in and week out now. Hey, I have a question for you. Um, you had a, best I can find. You had over seven thousand strikeouts. Seven thousand <laughs> strikeouts from high school to professional. Is there one that stands out amongst 7,000 plus? Oh, geez, one. Um, I don't know if there's one. I mean, there's a few I remember vividly. Obviously, the last one at McCombs to go to the World Series for the first time um, was huge. And um, I was facing a friend of mine. So I think that stands out partly um, because I knew who I was facing. Um, my last one ever in college, um, it's kind of a running joke because it was on a changeup and I hardly ever throw a changeup. So um, that one stands out. And then um internationally the biggest one is 2006 to win world championships um struck out um a girl from japan with a rise ball over her head but we had been talking all game about locating the rise ball in specific spots so to watch it play out was uh, pretty cool awesome. you are clearly cat uh, one of the the greats of the of the game uh great longhorn as well big big sports fan i was telling folks earlier i actually was sitting behind you at game three of the dodgers uh, in the Dodgers World Series, when in uh, the juice box, you you're going to the Texas game this week uh, to, later today. You told Blake, uh, you're just an all around sports fan. It seems is that is that always been in your blood? I mean, did you get that from your mom and dad? Where'd you get that from? Yeah, so my parents both actually grew up in Illinois. My dad was in Southern Illinois, so followed the Cardinals. Not so much football, but basketball and, and the Cardinals. And then my mom grew up in Chicago, so she followed the Bears and the Cubs. Um, and it was a joke in our house for the longest time because my brothers and I born and raised in Houston were diehard Astros fans. So we had Astros, Cardinals and Cubs. And when they we were still in the national league, it was like house triple divided there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've always grown up watching sports. My dad took me, um, to sporting events. You know, I, the joke was when I was in like elementary and junior high to run home and get my homework done and plant myself in front of the TV for the Astros game, um, before and after dinner. So, um, it's just always been something, you know, that runs deep in our family. And, uh, you know, basketball was big, too. I, I laugh because I always went to the games in college for football, but I never really knew what was going on because we weren't really a football family a whole lot. So um, I've obviously learned that game <laughs> as I grew up. But uh, um, it's just fun to be in that atmosphere. And I think as an athlete, I can appreciate um, what these other athletes put on the field and all the work it takes to be really good at your craft. And um, especially college athletics. It's a completely different beast when you're not even fully, I say fully grown. You're not an adult yet. Um, you know, it takes another turn when you get to pro ball, but um, just what they do a day in and day out while juggling school and everything else. And um, so, yeah, I've, I, I, it runs deep and yeah, the Astros that, that runs real deep with me. <laughs> hey, I've got to ask you another question. And, and this is something that, that uh, I don't know that I've ever heard you say. Why you had scholarship offers from everywhere around the country. Why'd you end up picking Texas? So at some point, I think as most of you guys know, you grew up in Texas and somewhere along the way you choose one or the other. Um, it's you're either an Aggie or a Longhorn. And, um, you know, I don't, again, my parents were both from Illinois, so we had no ties. And in fourth grade, I came home at one point, I wanted this Texas shirt I saw at Academy for Christmas and I wanted to go to the university of Texas. Um, and that was before I was really good at softball. And then, um, as softball unfolded, um, knowing that they had started the program, obviously went to the World Series early um, in the inception of that. 
um, I wanted to stay home. And once it came time to recruiting, um, yeah, you know, at the time UCLA and Arizona were the powerhouses and I did get offers from them to, you know, go visit and, and entertain the idea of scholarships and stuff. And um, in my mind, I was like, why, why not stay home and build something and try to beat the big dogs instead of join the big dogs? Um, and that's just kind of always been my personality, so to speak, is let's figure out how to knock off the top people and see if we can get there. And, um, you know, for most part in my college career, I felt like we did everything but that national championship. So um, and that's a, that's so hard to do. I mean, everyone wants to be like, how'd you how'd you not win one? And even if we had different personnel or anything, you know, it's still not guaranteed. So. Um, but no, I, I liked the idea of staying home and trying to make Texas softball um, as great as we could. And, you know, I had two younger brothers, so I was about three hours from home. So far enough away, they can't come check on me all the time, but close <laughs> enough that I was able to get home and see my brothers in their swim meets and baseball games and things like that. Awesome. So I, I got to ask you this. Okay. And I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Okay. You had a, your senior year, you had an ERA of zero <laughs> as in zero, but you were 20 and four. What former high school teammate do we need to throw shade at right now? How did you lose four games without giving up an earned run? <laughs> Yeah. Well, see, prior to my junior and senior year, we had no one else that actually played competitively. Um, our second baseman was our next best athlete, and she played Little League with me when we were like 10 and 11. Um, and thankfully, she was athletic enough that uh, we had a, a good middle infielder. But um, it was probably my my shortstop or my third baseman is probably why we lost. <laughs> um, but I, I, just, I just never seen this stat. <laughs> I've never seen that before. I, that's true. I mean, having a zero ERA and, and losing four games is kind of rare. You yeah, have. well, I can tell you my high school district career started out my sophomore year with a strikeout that ended up in a run scored because we had a drop third strike, <laughs> walk to the ball, over through second, short, center field through into the dugout. So next thing you know, we should have one out and we have one run. So that's how high school started. So I'll take the four losses when it could have been a lot worse with the way um, our first game went. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, we've talked about baseball. We talked about uh, softball, but we have a viewer question here for you, Kat, and they want to know what your favorite Texas football moment is. Oh, well, that's easy. Um, I got to go to the Rose Bowl when Vince ran in for the, the national championship. And so um, to be able to be in that environment and it was just really cool because I have never seen half a stadium be so down. I mean, our whole half, we were all sitting on our seats just like, well, man, this sucks. We're this close. And then 20 seconds later, the other side is looking like that and we're all losing our minds because Vince um, obviously scored the game winning touchdown. So um, being in the stadium for that national championship game was just so incredible. And obviously having gone to school with majority of those guys for a couple of years and seeing um, them be able to celebrate and stuff, it was uh, it, that was the highlight of anything, I think, at that point in time at Texas. Mine, too, by the way, Kat, I, think, I, was, I was there as well. And uh, it'll always be be that. Well, yeah, you were, you, were at, you were on campus, right? You were at Texas when football won national championship, basketball went the final four, you guys. What was it like being a student athlete at Texas? Some people say at one of the best times ever at the University of Texas. Yeah, I mean, I think we were spoiled. We didn't we didn't really know that wasn't the norm, but with everyone winning, you wanted to keep up um and, and you know, keep up with everybody. And so yeah, you know, basketball season or football season would go, they'd be winning, basketball would start, they would they would continue the winning tradition. Um, my freshman year of baseball had won the national championship, I believe. And so 
Um, you know, everyone was trying to, but who's next to get a ring? Um, soccer, women's soccer was doing extremely well. It's funny because now volleyball is so great. And at the time, that's when Jared Elliott had just taken over. So he hadn't even built his empire yet. Um, but even they were, you know, every year taking steps in the right direction. So we were really spoiled, but I think it was cool because everyone got to watch how hard each team worked. Um, you know, we didn't, a lot of times we weren't allowed in the weight room until football was done, but you could see through the the windows how hard they were working. And then sometimes we'd share the weight room with baseball and you could watch how they worked. And um, it was just so much respect for every sport um, there. And so it was really cool because we didn't know any different. Um, but now looking back, yeah, you can look back and be like, man, I was part of something that was pretty incredible when you talk about all the sports across the board. I have a small question for you real quick, and, and that is NIL. I think we know how big it is in football, basketball. Is it playing any role in sports like softball right now? Yeah, I mean, it changes program to program. Um, obviously, I think right now that's the big thing. You know, OU for softball is is killing it with NIL. Um, their collective NIL is one of their top three sports. Softball is one of their top three sports. So they fund they funnel money um, to softball like crazy. And that's part of the reason they're able to get some of these big transfers. Um, right now for us, we're, I'm, I'm the captain with the one fund. So we're still trying to work on, on generating some more funds for the softball program. But yeah, there are places that, you know, it is being, it is a, a piece of the puzzle. Um, Texas tech offers each one. I think it's something like 10 or 15 grand, you know, from, I don't know, remember if it's a car dealership or another business, but they forked out that for everyone on the softball roster. And so, um, it can play a part. And I think it's crazy that it's such a big aspect of the student athlete experience. Now, um, everyone keeps joking on like, how much would I have made? And I'm like, I don't know that I could have kept up with like content creation and whatever you're supposed to do to earn all this. But, um, I don't even know if I would have wanted to try. <laughs> <laughs> I, you mentioned that I want to give uh, Texas one fund a plug. If you don't mind, go to Texas and donate you the thing with uh, that cat mentioned there you can actually uh, do a donation to a specific sport you can do it to the general fund uh, but all of that money or at least a, a great percentage of it ends up going back to the student athletes like uh yeah cat we're gonna do one more question for you we're gonna put you on the spot one more time since you're going to the game uh, later today but what's your score prediction for today's game oh heck um <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to get tech. Let's give tech at least 14. Um, my brother went to tech. So if I say we're like, they're not going to score very much, he'll be really mad at me. Uh, I don't know. Let's go. I'm going to pick a random 31, 14. That's pretty good. There, there we go. You're, you're in the Jerry range on this one. By you're, the way. You're, with, you're with me. So I don't know if that's good or bad. I got one last question. <laughs> How's your golf game? Oh, geez. Because your I'm, husband's a college golf coach. So how you wait, I want to know how your golf game is. My golf game's terrible. Um, <laughs> the funny part is when I was really young, I was, I shouldn't say good. I was decent at golf. Um, then obviously played softball forever. And so um, got away from it. But we try to go out golfing and he won't even try to help me because he's like, it's no point. You're so stubborn. You're going to yell at me. And then when I <laughs> like, it's just so. But I have said I need to start working on it because obviously, I guess the older you get, that's what you do now. So I need to get my swing back. But yeah, he's a golf coach and he enjoys it. Um, he's at the uh, the other branch of UT down here on the south side of Texas. So, um, but uh, we're enjoying that life too. And yeah, I need to get on the course and figure out how to play. But 
problem is I'm just not good at it. And when you're not good, like, it's just not fun. It's not fun. When you're, not good. <laughs> you're just chasing a little white ball at that point. Right. Well, I, I can't figure out how I can't hit a still ball with a club <laughs> when I could, when I was, I mean, I didn't hit a lot, but I did, was able to hit growing up and I could hit a moving ball with a moving club. Like I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kat. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We definitely appreciate you coming on and hope you have a lot of fun at the game tonight. Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Good morning hook, and uh, hook them. Hook them to you, Kat. Take care of yourself. That's good stuff. Uh, new mom. Kat Osterman. That's that's great. Uh, her husband. Hey, her husband's answer? at UTSA, by the way. UTSA, coach, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine not giving up an earned run and losing four games? <laughs> I, when I saw that stat, I was like, I got to ask her this question. I mean, like, like I've never seen that in my life. I didn't even know. How's that even possible? As the, as one as, loss, but not four. <laughs> as someone who pitched a little bit in Little League and Pony Ball and all that stuff, I can't imagine the whole part about not giving up a run. <laughs> that was my problem, I, yeah. you know, much yeah. less losing four games. Well, and not only that, even in, in college, she's the only player in NCAA history to lead the nation in ERA for three years in a row. The first time that – and the only time that's ever happened. I mean, that's amazing. Over 7,000 strikeouts in her life. Yeah, that's – I mean, I lost I lost count at 6,400 because they didn't have her freshman, sophomore, junior year stats I could find. Mm -hmm. But it was 6,400 without her first three years of varsity in, in, in uh, uh, Clear Springs. Or, I'm sorry, Cy Springs. Yeah, that's insane. Absolutely insane. All right, guys. Well, we got some more Super Chats we got to get to along with all your other questions. And plenty of time to get those in. So please do so right here on Coffee and Football presented by BKCW. And uh, Antonio Harris once says he's heading to the game. Is the oh, yeah. open yeah. today? I would assume yes. Yeah, they are. And, and I, got a new, I got news for you guys. This is interesting. Uh, we're doing a 12 days of Christmas starting next week, uh, believe it or not. And the co-op is part of that. Um, they uh, they uh, were nice enough. Uh, guys, we don't have any special discounts for you or anything like that. But they have got, if you have anything you want from uh, the long Longhorn gear perspective, uh, anything and everything there at the co-op, uh, they are open today. Uh, as as I don't know that they have regular hours, but they will be open pregame. All right, we just had a big super chat come in, so I'm going to jump straight over to it, guys. And this is from Kyle S. I want to thank Kyle for that one for sure. He says, Cat's a true Longhorn legend. Happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for all you guys do. Do you think it will be a close game today, or do we build on last week and show the committee that we're a top four team? Um, so my, my thing is, I don't even know if it really truly matters. Um if FSU loses a game I, I, and Texas wins the next two, I think they're in the playoff. That's where I come out in all this. Um, look, they have to win over Alabama. Um, somebody's going to lose uh, in in Michigan, uh, either Ohio State or Michigan. Somebody's going to lose out in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, so that's two teams ahead of Texas. If Texas just wins the next two and they're the Big 12 champion, I mean, the issue – the biggest issue now, if you're not like everybody said, well, what if Alabama beats Georgia? Are you telling me there's Georgia? Georgia has to get in, right? I'm like, no, they don't. Not this year. Because if there's not going to be, unless something crazy happens, there's not going to be a two-loss conference champion. And there's going to be a good chance a undefeated or two conference champion. So if you don't win your conference championship game this year, you're, you're SOL, in my opinion. I, agree I mean, we are truly in the sweet 16 right now. I mean, we talk about the four team playoff, but we're in the sweet 16 of college football right now. 
Michigan and Ohio State. Texas is in the Sweet 16 game today. If they win, they go to the Elite Eight game. And that's I'm talking NCAA basketball tournament. That's where this is at this year because of the way this lines up with all the zero and one loss uh, teams right now in the, in the major conferences. Um, so I I think it's pretty simple for Texas. Pretty cut and dry. If FSU loses, Texas wins the next two. They're going to get in the playoff. Bobby, anything you want to add to that? Um, I I don't think that I I think it's going to be a tighter game than what people want it to be. I would say that because I think that Tech's going to be able to run the ball just a little bit. Um, the only caveat to that is if the Texas offense just comes out on fire. Like, I felt like Texas offensively, their last seven possessions last week or eight possessions last week were all, but one of them were productive. So, and, and this is what I'm trying to get at. I, I think Tech's going to score 14 to 21 to maybe even 24, right? And that that range, that's what they've scored um, against the better defenses. The the thing that I would bring up here that, that's important is if Texas somehow on offense catches fire, and I really thought last week against a really good Iowa State defense, at least good for the Big 12 Iowa State defense, the Texas offense found something. I mean, they really, really did, guys. They The last eight drives, I think there was a fumble and a three and out. The other six were either score. I, I think the other six were all scores. So, or running out the clock at the end. So, Texas, from the last eight drives, only one three and out and one fumble. I mean, it, look. As long as Texas doesn't turn the ball over and that offense keeps clicking, that'll give the defense more ammo. I mean, I they're on the precipice. That's what felt so good about that Iowa State win in, in retrospect. It wasn't just the defense dominating at the line of scrimmage, the nine yards rushing on 21 uh, rush attempts. It was the fact that the offense played keep away. When challenged, the offense went out there and made it a 10-point game. They went out there and ran off a lot of clock. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. That, that, they answered the bell. The offense answered the bell when challenged last week. Can, if they do that against Texas Tech, a 10-point lead can become 17, and then all of a sudden Texas, Texas Tech and the run game is, is done, and they, they become one-dimensional. Um, anyways, that's, that's where I'm at. I think uh, I think it's interesting the lines move. What is it for all you betting guys? A point and a half, so twelve and a half to fourteen. So either mm-hmm. that's Xavier Worthy's playing, or Tech has, or all the Tech's defensive players actually playing or not. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Thank you once again for that super chat. We definitely appreciate that one. And we got another super chat, guys. Bobby, I'm going to let you answer this one. It's from Jay Lee. He says, next year, can you all maybe add a show where Rod and Ian break plays that from games down each week? And he says, reposting clips is completely legal. I know you're the expert in that, so I'm referring to this No, it's actually not completely legal. 
um, is, is my understanding. And I, I know that some people try to say that it is, is actually not. Um, and they will get, they, there've been people that get cease and desist and we can't, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to abide by the rules of the university. So that's, that's where it's at. A lot of people try to say that it is, if you do it, you can only do it within 48 hours of the game. And then you have to delete the, the article afterwards or the, the post afterwards. So. All right. And that's why I wanted you to answer that one. Yeah, there. no, I get it. I mean, I understand people think it is, but it's, it's not. Yeah. All right. We got one more super chat. We're going to get over to, and this one from Juan, and he says, Jerry, Bobby, happy Thanksgiving to you all. Let's say TCU beats Oklahoma. Do you think Sark would rest Quinn and Worthy and a few other starters since they clinched? The no, team? no, they're going. No, they, they've they, talked about this all week. There's bigger things at play here. Yep. Yep. By the way, hey, Blake, I have a question. That's somebody that was trying to, I guess, put in a super chat and happen. So if Texas lands black, Phil, Sam, and Tyanthan, is Texas shutting down high school, uh, recruiting for high school kids, or they'll keep uh, in for Solomon Williams type? I, I, I'll say this. Um, black announces November 29th. That's still Kobe Black still looks good for Texas. Phil, same. Uh, we'll see. I think uh, that's a become a recruiting battle. Bobby, I'm not sure they take anybody after that. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens if uh, if they take anybody. I mean, that, will they take another edge? I don't know. Um, I, I haven't heard that that push is being made as of Wednesday. Um, are they going to make a real big push for Ty and D. Smith? Probably up in the air a little bit right now. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. They could take if they get both of those DBs, they could shut it down and move to the portal. Yeah, I, unless, I would not be here. Here's a here unless there's appeal, and so unless somebody peels off, of or unless current, an Ori Williams committed to LSU last second says, you know what, I want to stay home. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's move on here. We got another super chat that just came in, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and jump over to it from Jonathan Stoker. Thank you, Jonathan. He says, should Tory Beckton receive a raise before Texas goes to the SEC? I haven't seen uh, many players go down with cramps all year. And that includes some extremely hot. I mean, you guys remember how hot those games were early in the year. I mean, actually, JT Sanders did go out with a cramp against Iowa State. That was a that was I, I later found out that was not an injury. That was just a straight cramp against Iowa State. But think back to all those hot, hot days that Texas played early in the year. Every game was just astronomically hot. And Texas clearly was in better condition, uh, better hydrated, I guess, too. Um, I don't know if it's about just about that, though, with Torrey Becton. I like where Baron Sorrell's gotten his body, where Jalen Ford's gotten his, where Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy have taken theirs. I mean, the offensive line looks like a real offensive line right now. There's not a bunch of pot bellies out there. I mean, so I think Torrey Becton may deserve a raise regardless. Uh, and not necessarily just about cramps. Uh, Jerry, you mentioned Ori Williams just a second ago. David Rawls wants to know if there's any news on him showing up for the Texas Tech game today. Not as of right now. We'll double check before the game. All right, let's move on here. And uh, Reggie Matthews says, good morning on Texas football. I appreciate you guys. I have a question. I've always thought if Mike Davis had a consistent quarterback play, he would be a top three receiver in Texas history. Do you agree or disagree? Man, I really liked him. Yeah, I thought he was a good player. I don't know that he he ever um, – I don't know if they ever worked hard enough to be a top three receiver in Texas history. He had the talent to be, maybe. 
but uh, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike was a good, a good receiver. I don't think, for example, he and Mike Adams were very similarly situated. I don't know if y'all remember that guy back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, Mike Davis didn't even get, get run in the NFL. And part of that was he just didn't develop much as a route runner in, in his time as a, uh, as a longhorn, not trying to throw shade at him. Just, you know, that's where he ended up. All right. And this next question here, uh, we talked about Texas one fund with cat Bobby. I'm going to let you elaborate a little bit more on that because Jeff crimes wants to know how is the one fund looking overall? Well, I think they're looking pretty good overall. I think they need more donors, uh, clearly. Uh, and the, the thing with the one fund and that is strategically important for everybody is they want everyone to participate no matter at what level. So you can be a, you don't have to be this big wig that rolls in and, you know, lives in a suite. They want it to come from the fan base and make everyone be a part of it. Uh, again, that URL is texasonefund.org. Uh, I believe that it's the way to take care of athletes, not just in football, but across all sports. Uh, you know, Kat Osterman just mentioned softball, where Texas Tech is giving 10 to 15 to every uh, grand to every single softball player. Well, Texas baseball is making up for scholarships. Texas football is competing for um, portal transfers. Uh, all of those sports, volleyball, is clearly one of the best sports on campus right now. And they've got, uh, you know, they've got a situation where they're competing with the Nebraska's of the world where Nebraska, I'm, I think volleyball is their number two sport behind football. I mean, basketball is an afterthought compared to basketball or compared to volleyball. So um, in, in Texas, and this is something that, that uh, Kat mentioned that's so important, a, a rising tide lifts all ships, right? She was talking about how, not only was the football team winning a national championship, TJ Ford and those guys going to a um, final four, or her and her team in the softball uh, going to the World Series. You want all of that to succeed for Texas. I mean, that that it all looks good, in my opinion. And that's one of the things that Chris Del Conte has done a really good job of, hiring those people at the University of Texas or, or keeping them going. But now fans and everybody else – uh, businesses need to need to take part in the one fund if they can. Hi guys, let's switch gears and talk about today's game. Yes. And says, is this the biggest game day in 14 years? Yeah, because of how the seasons transpired. And yes, because uh, you're in the sweet 16. If you win, you're going to the elite eight guys. I don't know any other way to put it. When you get to the elite eight, if you win today and you get to the Elite Eight, that's the biggest game in 14 years. Because if you win that, there's a decent chance you're going to the Final Four. I mean, I, I it's been a long time since you could say that. Bobby? Man. Um, I hadn't thought about it that way. Uh, I still think maybe Texas-Alabama was bigger this year in so many ways. Uh, because, look, for I, 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 I try to keep everything in perspective in this way. The goal for Texas is not to be good in one year, right? It's to be good long-term, to, to keep building brick after brick after brick so that when we look back at Sark's 15-year career at Texas or whatever it's going to be, no different than what they're going to look back at Kirby Smart or Nick Saban's tenure there, you want to see those bricks being laid and the continued ascent of the program. Um 
I thought Alabama did that, and I didn't realize it at the time maybe, and, and I think we got excited that it could be, but we'd seen things like this before when Charlie Strong beat Notre Dame, right? Um, but I, I feel like, is this the biggest one? I mean, man, Kansas State was huge. They started backup quarterback and beat Kansas State, guys. I mean, I, there's just a – this has been filled, This has been a year filled with it. They just went on the road and won two in a row, by the way. One with a backup quarterback. Or no, not one with a backup quarterback. But they went on the road and won two in a row. Yeah. That the, – they're all – the ante has been upped, is my point, um, all season. And that may be what makes this the biggest home game in 14 years from a what's-at-stake standpoint. From a what's-at-stake standpoint, there's no doubt that this is the biggest one. There, there was some com- There was a comment. You don't have to bring it up, like talking about recruiting classes and where things are going to finish. Somebody threw up Florida State finishing five behind like Texas, I think, eventually. Um, and you don't have to bring that up, Blake. I'm not saying that. But what I want to make, because Bobby just talked about Texas One Fund, FSU's collective just had a $5 million donation from one singular person wow. recently. Yeah. Is it from the woman that uh, started Spanx? That's it. <laughs> big fsu fan so now uh, now it's it's your turn kendra scott yeah <laughs> well while we're talking about recruiting and the today's game let's go to this question too broke to pay attention it says okay jerry lay it on us who, who are you hearing that's coming to down to town for the game recruit wise a lot of young kids are coming to town i mean uh so we we mentioned that uh a lot of the committed kids will be coming to town but just remember this for this game today high school playoffs are today and tomorrow so there's a lot of guys that are in the playoffs right now duncanville's in the playoffs desoto's in the playoffs um daniel cruz is in the playoffs carthage young running backs playoffs forney is playing daniel cruz's team young running back in the playoffs if you just go down the list of teams in the playoffs right now, that takes out a big slice of kids that you would ideally want to have come to this game. Uh, so just that's kind of one thing is the where this game sits. It's not ideal for getting kids to campus. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see if anybody else shows. I mean, Ty Anthony Smith game this afternoon at Alvin at three. Um, so look, it's that's the uh, that that's the reality of this. Is a lot of guys have games. Uh, right now that Texas would want to have on campus. But there'll be there'll be some good young kids, 25s, 26s, if they're out of the playoffs that will that will be at this game. Um, the big one obviously we'll say we'll see we'll see if Xavier Phil Same shows up today. I, I've not heard that he is or isn't at this point in time. But you know he snuck in last week. So I, I would expect uh I, I would expect him to uh if he's gonna come in people won't know it until right before. All right, guys, let's stay on the Tech game today. And Quentin wants to know, who do you guys think has to play well for Texas to win tonight? Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers. That and the offensive line, guys. I'm going – yeah, and I agree with that, obviously. I'm going linebackers. You have to populate the run game tonight. I'm I, I look, Texas hadn't allowed a hundred yard rusher five straight or a hundred yards rushing in five straight games. Obviously, the record in the last 15 years is six. Texas in 09, Oklahoma State in 09. But this is the best running back Texas has faced. He he breaks more tackles. He's got great contact balance. He has got good jump cut, skip cut. He is a guy that you the linebackers are gonna have to play really well, tackle really well 
in this game. And then Ski Break with a question. He says, do we need style points today? It's a night game at home. I don't think Texas needs style points, guys. I know people are making a big thing about that, and I think they want them, but they need a win. Yeah. I mean, style points get you beat sometimes. You, you start trying to, to go for what may be the unattainable at times. Just focus on winning. Um, I don't think they need style points. I do think that Oregon and is a common opponent uh, with Texas for Texas Tech, and teams will look at common opponent. Oregon, though, won on the road. So how common is that if they, they beat a team early on the road? I don't know. But um, if so, for example, if Oregon were to or if Oregon were to win out and Texas were to win out, that's a common opponent for the two teams to consider. I, I don't know though. I mean, I don't I don't know if they need style points. Do you think they need style points, Jerry? Um, no, I don't because twofold. I mean, I think we the, the reality is if FSU loses a game, it's right there. The other thing is, and I think like I think Oregon probably will beat Washington, uh, but think about all the style points Oregon's had this season. If they don't beat Washington in two weeks, it doesn't matter. I mean, it just doesn't matter. Um, one of those two teams is going down in two weeks. I I don't think style points. You can look good if the other team w- plays well and win by ten or twelve or fourteen, and it, it, it's a really good win. Um, so, and look, the reality is that I mean is. What game – what's the blowout for Texas this year? What's the blowout game? Baylor is it. In in and, conference, right? But no. Kansas, Kansas. Kansas and Baylor. So, Kansas quarterback – starting quarterback was out. Kansas – look, if you – I don't I don't anticipate Texas running up 615 yards today against Texas Tech. But if Texas had that type of game uh, against uh, Texas Tech today – it would come at the right time just from the talking heads perspective nationally, but I don't think it's going to matter at the end of the day. All right, Bobby, before we move on to some more Texas Tech talk, why don't you tell everybody out there about BKCW? Yeah, absolutely. With BKCW, we talk about the insurance trap. Uh, if your business is having a frustrating insurance or employee benefits renewal, uh, give them a call. Uh, Most likely you didn't hear from your agent all year. And then right before it was time to renew, they delivered the bad news of a rate increase. Uh, When that happens, the agent is providing little to no value and you're stuck in what we call the insurance trap. Uh, uh, BKCW takes you out of the insurance trap by providing you with actual risk management consulting, not just price quoting. Uh, BKCW already has helped some of the most well-known construction companies, restaurant groups, breweries, and nonprofits in Central Texas escape the insurance trap, and it all starts with a free risk assessment. Go to bkcw.com or send an email to info at bkcw to get started with a free risk assessment or claims audit and escape the insurance trap. Um, but we're going to continue some more uh, Texas Tech talk right here on Coffee and Football. And Bobby Brown, guys, he wants to know, should Texas run up tempo tonight? It's a timely thing for Sark. He's never going to really do that. Um, it, it, it's it, it's if you catch him in a matchup you like and you don't want him to substitute or if there's just a time in the game and maybe your defense is rested and they have really good legs. So much depends on how the game unfolds for Sark and tempo. It's not something he goes in. I don't think saying I'm going to do, go tempo on the fourth series of the game. Bobby, 
I agree. I, um, Sark's not a high tempo guy. Um, uh, he also runs a lot of deep routes. And when you run a lot of deep routes, he tends to bring that guy off and insert a tight end. Yeah. So he goes from, uh, you know, 13 personnel to, our, you know, excuse me, 11 personnel uh, to 12 personnel pretty quickly. When he runs Xavier Worthy or Adonai Mitchell deep, rarely do those guys come back to the line of scrimmage. He'll, he'll just insert a tight end immediately. So you, it's hard to go hurry up when you substitute. Uh, we had this question last week, and I assume uh, from it being Afghan today, they didn't win it. But Tango Lima Foxtrot says, odds we actually win the coin toss this week. Can't remember the last game we got to defer. Don't I agree. I, I actually he, – he mentioned this last week, and I was like, I was waiting for the coin toss, and then they lost it against Iowa State. He's right. <laughs> it's been a while. But you know what? It's worked too. So you may not want to me- mess with the may, – may not want to mess with success. Uh, well, we got some Big 12 championship-related questions so that people are looking down the road a little bit. Jose Rodriguez wants to know about that and Quinn. He says, Bobby, is Quinn still 90% or has it gone up since last week? Does a Big 12 championship get him to leave? Well, I think he's definitely leaning to staying. The 90% was from two weeks ago, and I don't think anything's changed there, guys. I, I just don't. And I don't think it will even with a Big 12 championship. Uh, if he makes a run in the national championship playoffs, that could, I think, maybe take a look. But right now, I mean, look, I think he's making plans to be back at Texas next year. I, I've been told that from multiple people um, and believe that to be the case on down the line. I, what's more interesting to me is not just who's thinking about returning right now uh, at quarterback, but who's thinking about returning at other positions too, because I've, I think Texas fans have some some interesting news and names coming in the next week or two as the uh, transfer portal opens and or players start declaring for the draft. I think Texas uh, going to keep a couple of guys that maybe fans weren't think fans thought that they were going to be moving on. And then this next question here, guys, from Mark says, can teams in the Big 12 championship games host recruits for a visit? If so, does it make sense to? No, you cannot. Uh, tick, if, if, a, if a prospect goes to that game, he has to go on his own dime. And there's no locker rooms. There's no on the field. There's nothing like that. You're, you are paying for your own ticket in, in the stands. And it's not a bowl game. Right. By the way, that like a bowl game, you go up there a week before, you practice there, and recruits from that area could come watch you practice most of the time if it's not a dead period. They they go up the night before the game for this. It's not for for the Big Twelve Championship, so it's not a whole week of going up and being in Arlington or something. There's a uh, uh, a nine oh eight a.m. Trill Carter's being treated as a senior mm-hmm. night. We ought to talk about this because it is senior night. Thought he was going to be back next year. Uh, just because a guy's being honored tonight as a senior does not mean that player's decision has been made that he is moving on from the Texas program. I would, in fact, think there's at least one or two guys that return next year, Bobby, that are going to be treated as a senior tonight. I agree, and that's what I was – that's what I was getting at. One other note I want to mention, I haven't put this on the message board yet at at Inside Texas. It's a small note, but Isaiah Naor does not graduate in December. Um, If he graduates, he won't graduate until spring, and he's already had one transfer. So he may put his name in the portal still in in December, but he won't graduate – from Texas until May of next year. 
Yeah, so he could conceivably the spring portal window if he wanted to go as a grad transfer. Well, once once you're a grad transfer, you can go anytime. Yeah. yeah. So that's what he's looking at. Yeah. All right, we're going to get back to some more Big 12 championship questions. Uh, hey, Bobby Jerry, that's from Jay Wilson. Hey, Bobby Jerry, wouldn't it be better for Texas that OU get in the Big 12 championship and beat them? Because that's the argument that keeps saying about Oregon lost to Washington. No, twofold. What, here, here's my thing. No, you don't want to give OU a chance to win the Big 12 championship. So hope pull for Oklahoma State today. Bottom line, you don't want Oklahoma in there because then they could win it. Um, you don't want to avenge the loss that you get into that stuff next year in the Cotton Bowl. You want Oklahoma State in that game. I think Oklahoma State's actually better for Texas in that game because the lead up all all week will be Oklahoma State beat Kansas State, Oklahoma, and Kansas. They have really good wins. Now they got a couple of, uh, you know, bad losses. But people will be – here's the thing. People will be talking about Oklahoma State leading into that game, and they're going to make them sound like better than their record is because they're going to be saying the same things we said on here. Well, early in the season, Gundy was rotating three quarterbacks. He hadn't decided on a quarterback. Ollie Gordon really wasn't the guy. Then after that South Alabama loss, Mike Gundy being the tremendous coach he is, said something's got to give. And he went with Alan Bowman changed up the running game, and here we are. This is what they've looked like since that time. They had the stinker against UCF, but here they are, winners of eight of their last nine games or whatever it would be at that time. Um, and the other thing is, look, that OU stuff, let that happen next year, man. You don't want them to have the week. Now, just like Oklahoma that want Texas to have the week of all this publicity being in a championship game, no reason for Oklahoma to have that publicity if you're a Texas fan. Very true. Very true. All right, I guys. want Oklahoma State because I feel like they're um, more one-dimensional. A good matchup for Texas, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, all, even though Bowman and, and Brandon Presley have developed a great rapport passing the football for them, you shut down Ollie Gordon in that run game like Central Florida did, and that, that game was lopsided. Uh, so they, they rely on that play action, and I think that Texas – Texas matches up, in my opinion, extraordinarily well with Oklahoma State. By the way, Betty, that's a pretty good uh, – That I, I would agree with that. <laughs> we got a question here from Sage, Kidda Moore, excuse me, and he says, last week was the first time in recent memory that Texas controlled the middle eight minutes of the game. Can we do it again today? That may That may decide it, right, because if you go in – strong at half and come out strong in the third quarter uh, you know i i don't know if they can or not or, or will i mean i think we're all kind of guessing at some point i think the keys to the game are to stop the run and limit extra yardage from taj brooks just limit he's going to get some yards but limit what you can don't make it third and two when you could have had third and six right um stop the screen game from Tech because they've they've seen Iowa State, Kansas State have some TCU have some success with that. Okay, stop the screen game. They're going to beat you sometimes in one on one coverage. That's going to happen. Tech Tech will uh, on offense. Texas I think needs to get Adonai Mitchell and Xavier Worthy involved early. Probably need to spread it around a little bit to J T Sanders as well to give them a third option right uh, across the middle, and then the run game gets started. Uh, no turnovers for Texas, create turnover, turnovers on defense. That's the that's the rep, recipe for a home win for Texas. I, 
I, a college uh, coach texted me. We were texting yesterday and not a coach for Texas or Texas Tech. And they said if Xavier Worthy's healthy, Texas will win by two touchdowns. People don't, just don't don't for how much think about how much you know what he took last year. Yeah. Okay. You re, people Texas is going to sorely miss that dude because he just opens up space that people don't even realize. I mean, he he keeps a safety back. I'll, I, by the way, I'll tell you this too on for Texas tonight. Key for the game. They've been tremendous in special teams this year, tackling, covering. I This will be the first time they faced a punt returner and kickoff returner on the same team that I'm like, okay, that guy's really good. They have to be very sound there tonight. Um, well, be interesting about Tech in special teams. I believe, I mean, uh, David Williams may have this. I believe their punter leads the nation. Um, that guy can outkick his coverage, but he's also a really good directional punter. Um, Tech's punt coverage has to be really good tonight because if that guy outkicks his coverage just once, it's all it takes. Xavier Worthy's proving he's a confident punt return guy right now. Um, and if if Keaton Crawford just go hands up next time on contact, uh, make Texas could score one tonight. All right, y'all. This next question here comes from Zane Petty, and it's a point that a lot of people have talked about in the chat all week. He says, "Will the playoff committee look at this game as a bigger game since it's a common opponent with Oregon? Tech played Oregon close earlier this year, and if we dominate Tech, that seems like it should matter more." Yeah, I talked briefly about this, um, and I, I hear you, Zane, but um, it's also a road game for Oregon versus a home game for Texas. That'll come into con- conversation. At that point, Tyler Shuck was playing for for uh, Texas Tech. He's their original starter. That'll come into conversation. I think some of those thoughts will be mitigated. Would be my point. So a ten point Texas win may be treated the same. A ten point Texas win may be treated the same as a last minute road win for Oregon. Uh, and I would say this: Oregon Oregon will get more credit today. Uh, or this weekend, if they beat up on Oregon State at home, who's ranked, then they will buy anything that happens in Texas, uh, Texas Tech. Uh, we have a uh, Texas Tech fan that actually joined and asked a question. Yeah, um, bring it. And so, Derwick, thank you for joining us, Derwick. We definitely appreciate you. Uh, he says, what are your score predictions? In reality, I think Texas wins by 10, maybe like 31 to 21. He hopes, of course, that his Red Raiders win. He's going for the reverse psychology win, which I <laughs> I, I, I give him credit on that. Um, I mean, look, I think I, I went 37-24 or 37-23, one of two. I, I honestly can't remember. I guess it'll be up on Inside Texas soon. Uh, but I went 13, 14-point game. Um, and I'm going with the uh, understanding that Xavier Worthy's good to go. Um, but again, uh, look, I think uh, for Texas Tech, um, Brooks has averaged 30 carries a game the last four, average. If Tech has to give up on the run game today, then they're in trouble. I went, I went 27-20. I think Tech Tech's going to have – it's – they're going to make some plays. They're a good. They're a decent football team. They're they're bowl eligible. Um, Miles Price being back is key at slot receiver and punt returner in this game. If they get Ramirez, Tyler Owens back, if those guys actually play, if Jalen's Hutchings can give them enough on the interior to D line. I mean, they're not. Look, they're they're a six and five team 
that lost their starting quarterback and lost their backup quarterback at various times this season. So they've had to overcome a lot. They've changed their identity during a season. And luckily they had the running back to change their identity. They may be six and five, but they were a beat up at the quarterback position, six and five. They're not a bad football team. All right, guys. Well, uh, real quick, I want to tell James McDaniel, I'm sorry. He's put in the super chat. I think it was for Kat. Jerry, I don't think that's for you, um, but for Kat. And I didn't see it till after she was gone. James, I will find let me, out. Let me, let me see if I can find that real quick. Um, and while Jerry's doing that, Bobby, I know that you, Rod, and Jerry, of course, will be on here in just a few hours right here on, on Texas Football about 1 o'clock. What can fans expect on that? Yeah, absolutely. At one o'clock, we're doing the uh, the uh, Friday live stream. Myself, Rod Babers joins Jerry and I kind of breaking down the game further. We'll take questions as well. Uh, talk a little Longhorn football. Hopefully have a further update on Texas Tech injury news. Uh, Jerry mentioned a couple of things there. Miles Price expected to give it a go for the Red Raiders. Tyler Owens expected back the former Texas player that now is a starting safety uh, for them. Uh, trying to hear about Demerson Taylor and whether or not he's going to be be back for them, another uh, safety, as well as Jalen Hutchings, their preseason All-Big 12 defensive lineman. Uh, that news, as well as anything coming in from the Texas side of things, uh, should be an interesting day, guys. Uh, Texas goes at him at 630. Uh, Aaron Hogan will have the watch with us, and then we'll have the postgame show. This is the game. I mean, we can talk until we're blue in the face. Longhorns, they win. Everything is still in play. Everything that, that we talked about. I Look, I did not think Texas would be on the cusp of even thinking about being in the national championship consideration. I thought they'd win 10 regular season games. That's not a playoff contender. You win 11, win the Big 12, whole different story. Whole different story. I mean, the reality, here's my reality. Matthew McConaughey's line to the Texas team in 05 was so good, so cool. The Big 12 championship's your goal. The national championship's your dream. This Texas team has both of them in play. And like I said, my pregame speech, if I'm Sark, is very easy. I roll out the last Big 12 championship. I roll out the national championship. And I look to my right and I look to my left and I'm saying, what else do I need to say? Just let's just go execute and we'll play for this one next week. And we have a chance to play for that one. But if you don't win today, we're not playing for either. So go get it done. That's pretty simple. Then you lead your team out onto the field. That's all you have to do today. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Coffee and Football presented by BKCW. We want to thank them. James McDaniel, I will find out that answer and we will have that for you as soon as we can. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for all the super chats today. We also want to thank Kat Osterman for coming on and joining us as well. And uh, like like Bobby said, tune in at 1 o'clock for all the injury updates and get your questions in then uh, right here on On Texas Ball. Bobby, I think you got something going on. Yeah, ahead. I have one thing to say. Kat Osterman, what a great awesome. representative of the University of Texas. If I take anything away from today's coffee and football, I think I may take that away. Yeah. Let me just awesome. By the way, somebody asked if the – College football final four will be decided or before Texas plays um, in the uh, conference championship game. Not at all, uh, because I know what his point, the person's point was Michigan, Ohio State play, uh, obviously, this weekend. And then Friday night before the Big 12 championship game, if that's where Texas is at, and we'll have a long time to talk about that if Texas wins, that's the Pac-12 championship. 
But then after that is the ACC championship and the SEC championship. Uh, so, no, uh, not before the Big 12 championship game. I think two spots would probably be secure before that, but not all four. The Big 12 game's at 11 a.m. too, yeah. by the way. First game oh, of the day. Next Saturday. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this edition. We will see you on Monday morning. Uh, hopefully, Texas will be 11-1 and at that point. We'll have plenty to talk about, so be sure to tune in. And then hey, what? We didn't get your Gunter Comanche prediction. <laughs> do, not, do not put me on that. <laughs> Jerry, do not. I'm in the hotel right now with, like, the entire team. We can't do that right now. <laughs> All right, so we're getting out of here on that note. <laughs> and we will see you Monday morning. Bobby, Jerry, and Rod will see you at 1 o'clock today. Y'all have a great day. Welcome. Let's go.